Hello troopers and welcome to the 501st com chapter and I am Chloe and this is Will. How are we doing guys? <laughs> um, we've just gone back, got back from a little trip we've been on and we built a little BD one that we showed you last week. Um, so that was a bit of fun. Oh you've got a picture of it. Mm-hmm. It's just getting up a picture. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's very cute. I think it might be my favourite Lego set that we've built so far. <laughs> it is very cute, and I did have a lot of fun making this one. Um, one thing that I will say, though, is it's not the Venator. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. You love the Venator. The Venator is my, like, it's my baby. Yeah. But I, I know this was a, a really fun set, actually, and it's very detailed. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's like a full-size little baby one. <laughs> it does look good, I'll give him that. Yeah, I really like it. But yeah. So today's episode is going to be about how Star Wars was made. So we've got some facts and we're gonna gonna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but first we have the news as normal. Oh, yes. We do like having the news on this show. So we've had quite a bit exciting news this week, haven't we? In terms of Funkos. Mm-hmm. So we've had some Funkos announced. Um, we have uh, Wave Two of Ahsoka. Da, 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 da. So as you can see, we have Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm -hmm. Morgan Ellsworth. We have two Night Troopers, mm -hmm. which is a bit odd. Um, we have a Shin Hattie, and we have a Balan Skull. Mm -hmm. Now. Me, the first thing you said when you showed me this... I said, I'm surprised there isn't an Enoch, because there's two night troopers, yeah. but Enoch is the like leader <laughs> of the night troopers. And so. I was like, surely, 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 we're going to get him. Yeah. But anyway, going on to these ones, mm -hmm. I really like them. And I have I already them. said, I'm getting the Thrawn, I'm getting the two night troopers, and I'm going to be getting the Bayman. Mm -hmm. for my little Funko collection. They look... I'm one of those that I don't like to get many from, like, one collection. I tend to get, like, one character. But I can't help it with these. These are mm -hmm. so cool. They look so good. Um, I haven't got a photo, but we've also got some Mando uh, yeah. uh, Funkos as well. Like, we've got... Uh, there's a Paz Vizsla. There's Paz. There's a Mando with the dark saber. Another one. There's Grogu on his um, on in his little in his little carrier. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Then we got uh, Mama Bo on her little throne. We also have um, the judge, one of the judges, the oh. like, orange helmet one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we've got some of those, and then we got. Some even more Funkos. So these ones are the exclusives. Mm -hmm. uh, so these ones are... So obviously, as you can see here, so we've got Ahsoka. Um, now, I can't work out her attire in this one. It's clearly not Ahsoka the White. No. But... I don't know, it's definitely a Soka series because of the thing, mm -hmm. so what do you reckon? Yeah, I think it's it's just her 
Maybe when she battled Marek. Yeah. Maroc, sorry. Ah, oh, possibly. Yeah. Because um, she doesn't have her cape on. But no. yeah. So yeah, this is cool. uh this is a hot topic exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh then we have Enoch. Yes. Uh, which is an entertainment uh entertainment earth exclusive. Mm-hmm. And um You have pre ordered this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be coming in it might be like obviously we're in the UK. Um and Entertainment Earth isn't a thing over here, but I have already pre-ordered <laughs> Captain Enoch Funko. I mean, I was like, oh, I don't know how long it's going to take. I think it might sell out pretty quickly. So yeah. I've decided to just go ahead with it. And um, yeah, so that one will be joining us. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, phase one. Five offers. Clone Trooper. It he looks... hasn't got phase one Funko, so uh, he just looks good as well. And the fact that and he and the fact that he has the five hundred first colors, yeah, is incredible on in it. And I really like his pose as well. He's quite cool. Yeah, it's a good like ready pose, isn't it? Um, now I have already because it's a Funko exclusive, like a Funko dot com exclusive. Mm-hmm. I have already uh, signed myself up for the notifications. On the five first. On the, uh, I'll buy it. On the clone one. trooper phase one. Mm-hmm. I've also done it on Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm-hmm. the two night troopers, and Balin. So mm-hmm. when they're in stock and when they're out, I should get a notification about them. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it looks good, and I just think it's quite cool. You know, yep. little fa- like you know, phase one trooper. Um, and then next to him, we have a Target exclusive 332nd Trooper from Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't realise this until we saw the video. Very interesting, right? The This isn't the one that we showed a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Mm. Maybe like last month. Basically, this is another... 332nd Trooper. Mm-hmm. So the one that we saw originally is a more clone. of a running pose, and it's the Clone Wars 332nd Trooper, and that's why the helmet was like more indented, and it didn't... Remember I made it, I had a right go at it. I was like, nah, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. This is better, because mm-hmm. it's... It's live action, it's live action. from Ahsoka. Yeah, and it just... It, the helmet looks better. The top of the head bit <laughs> looks so. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'll go for that one. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it would go really well with your Rex. So I feel like you should get that one. <laughs> yeah, but Rex isn't coming out of the box. So <laughs> that one won't be. But yeah, uh, let us know what you think of uh, new Funkos, um, and if you're going to be getting any of them. Yeah. So let's move on to today's episode yep so we have some facts and obviously star wars as a whole is very important to all of us especially any of you that are here right now um so the making of it i find very fascinating anyway i'm i'm one of those people like i love finding out about like movie props Mm -hmm sets like 
if there was like, like I like going to these places I want to be there I want to experience it mm-hmm. now I know it's not as a spectacular set but I went I've been to the Puzzle Woods set or Puzzle Woods in Forrester Dean where mm-hmm. they filmed uh, the like Takodana forest scenes with Kylo and Rey mm-hmm. in Force Awakens Yep. so I've been there and it's quite cool because you're like God, this is where they went. Yeah. So I love all the behind the scenes stuff. What about you? Yeah, I love all the behind the scenes, especially because like a lot of these films we grew up watching, and it's like you know, it's it's really cool to see like how they did certain things, like how they, for example, like a lot of people know that the um the star destroyers and stuff they're little ships, but. It's, it's really cool to see like certain angles and stuff how they make it look like a massive ship and you used to watch that as a kid and be like oh my god <laughs> but yeah I, I I don't know I love it I love any behind the scenes stuff and it's really cool to see sort of how they've made it um you know even like the sound effects you know all, all the paint jobs like to see how they make it make certain things look old like it's just it's so interesting for me <laughs> No, I totally I agree. Totally agree. And you know, today we're going to be looking at some of the, you know, shall we say, some might be more well-known scenes and facts from mm-hmm. the making. Some that you might not know. So, who knows? Who knows? Um, so I'm going to start us off with an interesting one, one that you might not even know. Okay. So if I put this picture up on the screen, can mm-hmm. you tell me what I'm looking at? It's a monkey. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. No. No. So this is an interesting one. So originally, mm-hmm. Yoda was going to be played by a monkey oh. with a cane. And this is that monkey. Wow. Now, what's happening here is the monkey is being, and basically it was he was going to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be a monkey in a mask with a cane. So this picture is them measuring the monkey hmm. in terms of height with Yoda's cane, hmm. as you can see, getting a an idea on <laughs> what the sort of size he would be. Um, but then, you know, the director and the team basically were like, the monkey's just going to keep taking the mask off. You know, it's yeah. going to be impossible. Um, I think that would have been very tricky because obviously if someone's dressed up as something like you can tell them what to do or if it's a puppet it's being controlled by someone whereas a monkey it's not something you can control (laughs) also I don't know how Peter would feel about this (laughs) they'd be like animal cruelty Um, hey he's got a job (laughs) yeah true (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I think they went the right direction. With yes, this yes, I and will didn't agree. Didn't use the monkey because um, yeah, I think they would have struggled. <laughs> yeah, no, totally agree. I and mean... also, he's a lot smaller as well. Like Yoda, in terms of like sizing with Luke and stuff. Like even though he's he's a small Jedi, but like. It, I don't know. <laughs> I think if if this, I don't know. It's it's not as believable for him to have 
you know, gone through the Clone Wars and beaten all these, like, <laughs> things if he's that tiny. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I get so, what you mean. Yeah. And but, I think it would have been hard for them to make him have a lightsaber and stuff like that as well. I mean, I love the creative process behind it, though. And the fact that this is a photo of the actual, you know, mm-hmm. of the measuring a monkey yeah. to sort of get the size of him. This isn't just a random photo of a monkey being measured. It's they, This is the one that they were sort of measuring mm-hmm. to get a height for Yoda in terms of this monkey being Yoda. So... Yeah. That's quite a cool behind the scenes fact, and obviously he's got Yoda's little cane with him. Yeah. Um, That's cute. <laughs> could you imagine how many scenes of just like the monkey goes and does its own thing, like cut, Yoda's yeah. off again, he's doing his <laughs> own thing. And it it would have been hard, like the scene where where Yoda's got his little hand out and he's like, and he's lifting the X-wing out of the pond. Yeah, I don't know how they would They wouldn't have been able to do that with this monkey. <laughs> I don't know how they'd have got away with it, but somehow they'd, they'd have worked it out, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, but there. So, a monkey. There's that one. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have here in my collection of Collection. Yes. So oh, this. Yeah. I always want to know how they do this. Now, this, I think the process was very different in. I'm just going to zoom into it so it's a bit bigger. Yeah. There we go. Um, now, this is the making of the opening crawl in um, Empire Strike Back. Mm-hmm. But the one. Now, I think they perfected the process on this one by the looks of it. Mm hmm. Because the one that they did for A New Hope took three hours to film. And basically what they did is they just put large yellow letters onto mm-hmm. black paper and then filmed like the camera mm-hmm. like going over the letters. Mm-hmm. So, But by the way that this one's looking, it looks like they might have perfected it. Yeah. And made the process a lot simpler, but still, you know, you got some guy here just mm-hmm. filming like with a little bit of what looks, you know, like one of those little roller sheets. Yeah. So it looks like he's pulling on the roller to like make the writing go up. So mm-hmm. it's like as you pull on it, the writing goes up, so the camera then films it. Yeah, which is quite cool because the... it's quite cool. What do you think of it? I mean, I I never knew sort of how they did this, and I guess with like the newer films, they would just do it digitally, like yeah. just add yeah. the writing on and then make it smaller at the bottom, just sort of yeah. Um, but you know, I I think this is really cool. This is sort of before the kind of CGI phase in film, where everything was, you know done physically instead of being on the computer and stuff yep so i think this is really cool and sort of like a rare thing these days oh absolutely (laughs) it's very rare and obviously you know the guys working especially on the first one Mm -hmm. on a new hope you know the amount of like budget restraints and stuff that they had to to deal with Mm. you know they came up with very sort of ingenious ways yeah. that 
saved on cost and was practical and you know it stuff that changed the way the industry itself was made and filmed mm-hmm. um but yeah like i said i think in this shot you can clearly see that they've clearly worked on it better yeah because obviously three hours <laughs> mm. for the opening crew is uh yeah quite a long process in my yeah. opinion I mean, it's it's iconic in Star Wars, isn't it? To have the the crawl like when they did that um, in the first episode of Ahsoka, sort of like similar. I know it was like the red writing, and it didn't kind of disappear in the distance, but it was it, nice to see. Yeah, wasn't it? it was kind. Of, you knew it was like a nod to it, um, and yeah, it just goes to show how much effort they put into these movies. Well, talking of effort. Jabba! <laughs> this is the puppeting crew for Jabba the Hutt, unlike wow. what it looked like. So basically, you had in in the actual Jabba the Hutt puppet, mm-hmm. you had room for three people. So you had um, two to operate the arms, mm-hmm. um. And the other one inside to operate the head and the tongue. Ah, okay. Then you had someone underneath the puppet. So that'd be like this guy here. Mm-hmm. To, um, to move the mouth and make his like sides move. Mm-hmm. So he done that one. You then had two radio operators mm-hmm. controlling the... Uh, like eyes so yeah. obviously like remote controlled because they were like more like animatronic almost mm-hmm. and they controlled the like wideness pupil dilation direction mm. you know so wow it's a, it's a, it's not an easy job no and I think this picture is really interesting because it's like you can clearly see that <laughs> there's a lot of work gone into creating this this slimy goon but he's basically a big slug isn't he he is but <laughs> it's, it's it's funny the um the the first kind of um version of jabba was just like some some guy in an outfit. It was an Irish. It didn't, it didn't look good at all. And yeah, he had an Irish accent. <laughs> He's like, hand my boy. Hand me boy. But then I love the fact that it's like, that's why it mm. hands like, Jabba, you're a wonderful human being. Yeah. Because he is yeah. a human. But then. It also is quite funny as well because it's like he's taken now because he's digitally done. Mm-hmm. It's like he's taken the like sort of mick out of him a bit because yeah. he's like you're a wonderful human being. Yeah. He's like, he's like, mm, no, man. Um, but yeah, no. Again, really interesting how it's done, and I like the fact that we were able to get like pictures of this to show. Yeah. What you'd been, you know, what they would have been doing and seeing, you know. Mm-hmm. So again, I've got to take my hats off to the people in the zoots here, like in, because yeah. I can imagine in that puppet it's going to be very hot. I wonder if one of them was operating Salacious, because he's, is it Salacious Bikram? The old... I reckon that might have been another one. Maybe that was another person, because he's sat on 
He sat on Jabba. And he just sits there and laughs all the time. <laughs> With his annoying voice as well. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. You're not uh, a fan of Slater Speaker. No, not really. Uh, going back to some other ones. So, you know in the trench run scene? Yep. On A New Hope? Yep. Have you ever noticed that R2-D2 looks a little bit darker than he normally does? I haven't. Well, if you have a look, <laughs> next time you watch A New Hope, you'll see that R2 in the trench scene seems almost black. Like, the normal cut, like normal sort of silver, yep. but then what is blue is black. Now, that is because he was actually painted black oh. for the trench run scene because his blue, the blue screen. was interfering and basically messing up with the blue screen background yeah. that they were using. You know, that's why oh, yeah. they got rid of Blue Squadron from the original oh, yeah. film because the blue on the X-Wings mm. crossed with the background blue screen and because of that you know so that's why r2 if you notice is black so he doesn't cross yeah. so it's, it's not that noticeable but it's like oh he looks darker because mm. he is i mean i've never noticed it and i've seen the film hundreds of times but i yeah i'll have a look at that <laughs> um did you know that the lightsabers were wrapped in reflective tape to help oh. them to help off like give off the light Mm. So you had like a metal stick connected to like a battery pack almost, but then it was wrapped with a like a reflective tape. So then when they could add on the sort of effect mm. of the blue, it sort of helped with the reflectiveness of the oh yeah the sort of blade. There is um a scene in uh, Return of the Jedi when uh, Luke and Vader are like battling in the throne room. And um, there's a bit where Vader sort of walks under quite a well-lit area and you can see, like, the shadow of his lightsaber stick <laughs> <laughs> on the floor. Okay, I'll have to that check that out. That was funny. <laughs> I, Lightsabers have shadows. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, speaking of Return of the Jedi and lightsabers, I saw something the other day mm -hmm. really interesting. It was an old, it was like the first ever trailer mm -hmm. for um, Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And there's a tiny clip. So basically it has like all the same footage. There's nothing like new. Mm -hmm. And it has Luke and Vader battling it out. And you've got the, the green and red lightsabers clashing. Yep. But there's a really tiny little scene of Luke on the sail barge. Mm -hmm. And his lightsaber's blue. Ah, oh, okay. Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. so, Wasn't mm -hmm. there something to do with the why they had him have a green lightsaber to do like the sky or something? Yes, because the blue faded into the the blue sky. And yeah. Was, you so know, then they had to make him have a green. They wanted <laughs> it to stand out a bit more, you know, and it, it clearly it worked so much better. Yeah. Um, but it's just the fact that in this tiny little like snippet you can see that the lightsaber is blue it's like oh okay looks <laughs> quite quite cool oh. um so yeah so we got that uh on luke's little speeder mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We see him going to uh, chasing after um, Artuin. Mm-hmm. They put reflective little mirrors on the sort of oh yeah because it had skirts um, of the speeder had like wheels on it, but obviously it takes it away from it being a speeder if it has wheels on it. So yeah, they put mirrors along the bottom, so then it kind of reflects the sand and it looks like it's floating, which I thought was very cool. But then they did a little bit of CGI to sort of make it look a little bit. But it's still the idea, you know, and how they make it. It's like they've obviously come up with the idea. It's like, well, we need to get the the image of it hovering, like Mm. flying. So if we put mirrors, it reflects it. And then it's like, ah, okay. Fixes that problem. It's very cool. Yeah. And they actually had two of the speeders. They had one which was like on a, almost like a, a fairground ride mm-hmm. that sort of like spins round and it was like hovering mm-hmm. but then you also had a smaller one <laughs> which had the wheels yeah and you could drive it around which would have been quite fun just on set just driving around a little luke speeder yeah that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if it was battery operated or if they had to put petrol in <laughs> i reckon back then i reckon it'd probably been like battery yeah <laughs> yeah the battery um for Greedo's close-up, mm-hmm. he was actually played by a woman. Oh. Didn't know that. Yep. So there was two people who played Greedo. It was, I can't remember the name of the guy who was McClunky. in... McClunky. Like, <laughs> McClunky, yes, that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a couple of scenes where Han and Greedo were together. Mm-hmm. Played by uh, uh, Maria D. Aragon. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's good. Uh, Peter Cushing wore slippers on all all the scenes that you don't see Tarkin's feet or boots because the boots were really uncomfortable. So he wore slippers. (laughs) You can can just imagine him telling Princess (laughs) Bear. In some slippers. He's got his dad's slippers on. <laughs> I mean, you know. I can't blame him. I mean, yeah. if you've got uncomfortable boots and you've got to be in them for like. If hours, they're not even going to be shown on camera, then you may as well wear your slippers. <laughs> as long be as the director's okay, okay with it. Yeah. It's just, if it's going to be a scene where it's panning down, then you're going to want to wear it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't blame him. Um, so I've got some facts as well. Um, okay. so the the iconic shot with like the the Tuscan going, <laughs> apparently it was just like you can kind of see it when you watch the scene back. So the Tuscan kind of lifted up the stick, but then that was like it. So you lifted it up and lift it down, and that was it. But then they wanted the scene to be a bit longer so you could actually see like the Tuscan. Um, so they just like rewound it, so it was just like a repeat. So it was like, but then it looks like he's he's shaking it more, <laughs> but really he just did it once. So I thought that was quite cool. That's quite a cool. They, they wanted the scene to be long. Um, then oh, this is quite a good one. Um, so some of you might already know this, but the lightsaber that Anakin and Luke uses, um, is 
like a handle on a Graflex camera. So it's like an old-fashioned camera that has like the, the bits sticking out of it, like a square kind of camera, but it has a handle on it that has at the top like a circle thing with a bulb in it. So obviously when you take a picture, then the bulb flash would flash. Yeah. But they've obviously taken off the circle thing, but the actual handle is just like Anakin's saber. It is, so, it is yeah, the saber. The only difference is, uh, if mm. I'm right, is they've added like, they've the, added, like the sort of bottom bits of it, yeah. and some they've added like a little like switch on it or something. Yeah, but, but yeah. it even has like the little band going around the middle, and it's yeah, I thought that was very cool. So like going back to that, one thing you remember, I pointed it out to you. We actually saw this on a picture when we were away. And on the bottom, you can of, oh, li- yeah. of the lightsaber, you can see it say "Made in New York." Made in New York. <laughs> oh dear! So that was from the graphics. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was very cool. Um, Again, showing how the creators, you know, of all these effects, were able to just find normal objects mm. and create. A lightsaber, you know. Who would yeah. have thought? You know, someone in a universe could have taken like this car charger thing and made it like some sort of antenna. You know, I don't have that creativity, but some no. people do. They can just look at it and be like, right, if we do this to it, add that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, also, some of you might know the name Graflex because a lot of these lightsaber companies are not allowed to put. Um, like Anakin Skywalker's oh. saber, so they call it a Graflex saber. Oh, so okay. it's named after the camera. But yeah, <laughs> but no, I know what you mean though, because I have seen and it's like because it's like copyright, isn't it? Because it's Disney. But they, you, I've seen people using like Sky Guy or like mm. something. You know, it's completely because they're not allowed to put. The... But you know whose it is. It's like mm-hmm. like something called like i think i saw one for kenobi's and it was called like the negotiator oh because yeah it's like because <laughs> there's like copyright in it <laughs> yeah. um speaking of little objects that are made up to be something else so qui-gon jinn <laughs> his little com link in the phantom menace is a women's razor oh. <laughs> there you go so he's he's talking to a women's razor <laughs> I mean, uh, good for him. <laughs> good for him. Um, then, oh, so the the Wampa in Empire Strikes Back was again a guy in a costume, um, which we kind of spoke about last week, didn't we? With like the hand where you yeah. can see like part of his arm. Um, but apparently... I think that was for the scenes though, when it was like you don't see the Wampa. Yeah, because they did film scenes of a guy. Like a full Wampa, like mm. guy in a costume walking. But was... then the other scene was just his arm. And... Yeah. Um. But yeah, he had stilts on, and apparently with the stilts and the mask, like full costume, he was eleven foot tall. Yeah, because he was like and seven foot tall by himself. Walking in the snow. Some of those we watched those scenes. Some of those scenes of them like filming this guy walking. It's like he's he's massive. Yeah. Like I would be freaked out if I was on set and like. Oh, I don't like that. Like having to walk in these stilts and have a mask on where you can barely see anything and walk in the snow. 
He fell over quite a few times. It's like a drunken person on night out. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) But again, it's really cool how like they've made all these costumes and it gives the illusion that that's a creature that you think that was like a a real kind of bear kind of thing. Um, So also um, in the Empire Strikes Back, the little tauntons that they ride on so it was just kind of like a head <laughs> that they would control and put like breath out of his mouth um but the rest of it was just kind of like a metal seat with like a saddle type thing on it and luke was just sat on it <laughs> but obviously it had no legs or anything so for the scenes where he's like riding and you can see the wampa moving along they took sort of inspiration from uh, like old cinema, like the um, the King Kong, like Godzilla, mm, yep. with the stop motion animation. So they basically made a little mini um, Tauntaun and Luke figure, and then did the stop motion. So just like moved his arms, his legs, like a little bit at a time, and took a bunch of little clips, and then it eventually when you've got all these pictures it's like the tauntaun running along so i think it's quite cool and it's cool how they've like taken inspiration from old cinema as well well yeah it's these sorts of films that help create the world of star wars you know we wouldn't have star wars if we didn't have these older films with you know old techniques and stuff and star wars has only gone on to um influence more movies so yes, yeah, circle of life. And you know, we say a lot of a, a lot of criticism about the sequels. But if you look at the Force Awakens, especially, mm-hmm. they went more heavy back on practical effects for the aliens. You know, so most of the aliens that you see in Force Awakens mm-hmm. are practical effects because they wanted to go back to yeah. people in costumes and makeup and you know. Yeah, and, and it looks good. Especially you know now that George Lucas isn't making star wars like obviously yeah he comes on set of like mandalorian and stuff but it's it's made by other people now but they want to honor george lucas by going to his source material and stuff that he's made and how he's done it and want to sort of make it how he would do it star wars will always be george lucas's like child like you know it's like creation yeah. You can't think of Star Wars without George Lucas. Yeah. Now, I know, especially on this show, me and you, we talk a lot about what Dave Filoni's done for Star Wars, you know, what John Favreau's done. It's like those two have taken from what George was doing and have built on that with characters and storylines and, you know, it's, it's you cannot fault what this guy has done for the franchise. Mm-hmm. I think it's very cool. Yep. Um, so talking about like the models and stuff, so obviously we sort of touched on the Star Destroyers and ships are all models. Um, some of them are quite big, so they're probably like bigger than a UCS Lego set. <laughs> um, but they had, they made this special camera, so it was, it's called a Dijkstra Flex camera and it's operated by a computer 
So basically, if you want to do the same shot over and over again, the computer knows exactly how to move. Um, but essentially, it made it look like the ship was flying in like a quick and complex way. So yeah. it kind of like zooms in, like close to the model, but it can like tilt and yeah, just make it look like the ship's moving. Like I, I can't really describe it. <laughs> but, I think that's a good way to describe it. The way you yeah, because um, a lot of the time the ship was just stationary because obviously it's it's a delicate kind of thing. So it's more so the cameras moving around the ships to make the ships look like they're flying rather than the ship actually moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all shot sort of like blue screen behind it. Um, but then they had a system where everything that was blue in the background they can make transparent and then they can change the transparency to like the the black with the stars um, um. and then they could add in like explosions and stuff after so that's kind of how they did it but yeah I'm guessing that's why <laughs> why R2 was black because then otherwise you would be transparent <laughs> Um, yeah, and it would look a little bit weird. Yeah, I think so. Imagine a, a explosion going off and it just being like <laughs> through R2-D2's blue colouring. Oh dear. That would be funny. Um, also, so the last kind of thing I want to talk about is like the, the sound effects. So I, this really interests me because I... Obviously, these sounds are really iconic, you know, especially the lightsaber sound. Yep. So, the lightsaber is made from a hum of a projector and feedback from an old television set. So, the hum is like, is from a projector being on, like, I'm guessing the light and the fans oh. or whatever that's in it. And then the television set. And then they sort of had it. I don't, I don't know how they did it, but they had like a stick that kind of had all the sounds into it. So then you move this metal stick, and then it would do like the the sort of swooping noise. I don't know how they did it, but (laughs) it was very cool. Um, The blaster shots were made from uh, wires from a radio tower. So. I read a story that um, one of the special effects guys was going on a hike and he sort of brushed past this wire by a radio tower and it made the <laughs> and he was like, oh, that would be good for like the blaster shots. So then he sort of like, you know, taps it, records it and stuff and then it's like a sort of noise. Um, Iconic. Yeah, which is cinema of today. And... Uh, they also made blaster shots from metal slink- slinkies as well. Like, do you know, sort of like... Oh, yeah, 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 they're like... Yeah, <laughs> slinkies. You just chuck them like downstairs. Like the little spiral thing, yeah. So, also, metal ones of those were like blaster shots as well. Which, again, is things you'd never think of. No. They just tapped it and sort of was like, oh, we need a gunshot kind of noise. Oh, let's tap this. Oh, that sounds like a futuristic kind of gunshot. <laughs> and then, obviously, added it all to the um, to the film. And then, this is Star Wars today. <laughs> um, then for the droid noises, like R two D two, like, um, they use like synthesizers. So it's like keyboards, 
um, just little noises here and there to do like his little beeps and noises. Mm-hmm. And then, so Darth Vader's breathing, which I never knew until today. Wow. <laughs> never knew how they did Darth Vader's breathing. I'm I'm quite a big Darth Vader fan, so <laughs> this is surprising. But um, it was made from a scuba regulator. So they put like a microphone by a scuba regulator, just very like, yep. and then they slowed it down because it was quite quick. Um, so then it did like the iconic Darth Vader breathing. So I thought that was very cool. Ooh. Um, there was something else I was gonna say as well, but it's gone from my head. <laughs> it's gone from my head. It's gone. <laughs> um, maybe if I remember it in a minute, then I'll let you know. But yeah, I just thought it's very cool. And like all these things that we never think of, that they just like make all these noises, and you know, they just create them or something. Yeah, like you know, little things like blaster shots. They tapped a bit of metal. And then they've recorded it, made it, and it's like, there you go. And also, in like um, Empire Strikes Back, when they were on Hoth, they were actually in the snow. Like, they had full-on jackets with hoods and everything. It's not like... Yeah, that was filmed on location in Norway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they had proper, like, people there... Uh, telling them how how the guns would work and stuff like that, but they're actually in the cold, and I feel like that's something today that would just be made in a studio. Well, a warehouse. lot of the extras, especially the rebels, well, all the rebels basically, were all played by like local Norwegian. I think it was like mountain rescue people, like mm-hmm. it was locals, you know. So they they're not actors, so mm-hmm. they had to obviously be told like, or what happens with a gun with like. Yeah. when you fire it and you know I thought that was really cool as well seeing the footage of like the director Irvin that being like no you've got to be like yeah it's going back you're properly like firing it's got kick to it yeah um speaking of like Hoth mm-hmm. the snow because all the eighty-eighty scenes were all miniatures that they you know stop again stop motion yeah and they copied the movements of an elephant for it. Okay. So they studied an elephant's like foot. Mm. And then like that's how <laughs> imagine just going to the zoo being like, Can I just borrow the elephant? I just need to see it walk up and down a couple of times. Yeah. Um and the snow around them mm-hmm. was actually baking powder. Oh, okay. So, you know, you so make little you make do with what you got mm-hmm. and um you know i find that again quite interesting um also on hoff the there's a bit where one of the speeders gets like shot mm-hmm. and sort of like blows up from the back now that took eight hours to film mm-hmm. right to get the sort of speeder because basically what they did is they put it on a on like a wire mm-hmm. and then they sort of sent it down into like a net to sort of catch it yep. so they had to test it so many times to see like what would be the right angle they got the like multiple camera shots mm-hmm. took them eight hours to film this scene right 
Yeah. They then put like the explosive charge bit in the back. It's gone down. They've released it. It's blown like the back has gone. Yeah. One, I think it was like one point five seconds yeah. of film from that eight hours of yeah. filming that one thing. And they had like various cameras set up, didn't they? So... Yes, because they wanted it. They were like, look, if we've done this, we've got so much work on it. We need to be able to capture it from multiple angles. And, you know, if you're working with real, like, special effects, like fire, you know, it had, like, a fuse on it, so it's gonna damage the ship. Yeah. So, like, it's not like you can just put it back on the wire and do it again, because it would already be damaged. <laughs> like, yeah, next model. It's like, you only get one take with this. <laughs> and, yeah, like, you know, so, could you imagine being on the set and you've worked? Like, you've done a full day's work of just working out, like, getting this ship, being like, no, nah, that's not right. Let's put it at this angle. No, nah, that's not right. Yeah. Eight hours of sorting that out yeah. for then 1.5 seconds of uh, footage, so we're yeah. saying. So, one. Done. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I don't it's know crazy. about you, but I'd be like, what? I'd be one of those. Could you imagine coming home and like telling like your partner? Oh, they were like, "Oh, how was your day? What did you do today?" Well, I spent all day working on getting this little ship to explode. Uh, yeah, it took us eight hours. We got one point five seconds worth of footage from it. Yeah. <laughs> what a day! <laughs> but again, you're working on Star Wars. Yeah. So I mean, that in itself. That's the positive right there. <laughs> um. Another one for you. You like this one because it's Darth Vader. Okay. So obviously we all know about the secret of I am the Father. Oh yeah. You know the secret line and mm -hmm. I think it I know was what you're so secret that on set Dave Prowse actually said Obi Wan killed your father. Ah. Oh. So what they did is what Kersha yeah, uh, got is he got. Prowls to say Obi-Wan is your father. Obi-Wan killed your father mm -hmm. because everyone on set can't like spoil yeah. the surprise. I don't even know if Dave Prowls knew the you know, the I don't, actual. I don't know if he did until like later on. I knew uh, Mark Hamill knew. He was told just before he filmed the scene. Oh, okay. by the director and he was sworn to secrecy like he was properly i feel like david prowse knew at some point and he ended up talking about it on some like japanese show or something and then it caused some um some like tension between george lucas and david prowse oh, okay I feel like there was something. I'm gonna have to look up this and let you know. Well, maybe next we'll time. come back to that on next. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So Irvin basically told Mark Hamill, he's like, if this gets leaked, mm. I know it's come from you. It's that secret of like, it's that big of a secret. Secret. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> could you imagine like be filming that scene, right? And you're like filming it, and it's like. You obviously hear Dave Prowse say, Obi Wan killed, killed your, your father. father, and be like, everyone on set being like, oh my god, 
And then you go and actually watch it at the cinema and you hear, I am a Robert Yeah. What? I, I, I'd be like, sorry, 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 what? Dave Browse didn't we say that. We that back. <laughs> I didn't film that. Dave Browse didn't save that. Mm. But I think, again, that's quite a, a scene that, you know, a lot of people know about anyway. But still the fact that it's like, you don't get that in films and shows today with like, no. you know, you look at most, you know, like Acolyte, for example, me and you through online have seen uh, set images leaked. We've seen trailer. like trailers that we're not meant to have seen, no. you know, these things just are out there now and nothing is secret. And it's a bit of a shame because obviously you get an idea of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, with Ahsoka, we all sort of knew that Hayden was coming back. Yeah, Hayden. You know, it wasn't officially confirmed, but it was like mm-hmm. everyone knew. And it was like, it's just a matter of time, you know. Yeah. So. I suppose with things like Luke, they. Like when Luke came back in the Mandalorian, they kept that quite tight. Because even on the, um, do you know at the end where they kind of show like the sketches for mm-hmm. like the scenes and stuff, it was the supposed to part. be yeah. yeah so, so they they hid it by saying that Plo Koon was coming back, but then it ended up being Luke. <laughs> I mean that would have been quite cool though. Yeah. I mean I am glad Luke come back, and I think it did really make it. Yeah. But I also would have, if, if the hat had helped, like, the hood had come off and it was Plo Koon, mm. and you get, like, James Arnold Taylor's, like, voice of, like, hello, guys, I'm so far. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Well, maybe Plo Koon will come back. But also, I think it's very unlikely because he did get killed in his, in his ship yes. in episode three. Yes, he did. Oh, but, one more know. thing. One more thing I will say in terms of, like, behind the scenes and that. Mm-hmm. Oh, two, two more actually. I just okay. remembered one. So we actually got a photo for the next one. Yeah. Um, very famous or you know way of doing it. How they filmed, you know, a lot of Star Wars was with these matte paintings. Oh yeah, this was what I was gonna. This is what I had in my head that I couldn't remember. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. So they they had like, um. Kind of like a gap where they would shoot the film, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it. So like the scene where um where Obi Wan sort of on the edge, as he's hiding yeah. on the Death Star, and they've painted it all so it just looks like a sheer drop below him. But obviously it isn't. It, there is a flaw there. But they've sort of like covered up the space where they would film the camera, and they like color match everything to what was on set. It's and I very think that's clever. so cool. And also, they did the same thing with like the blasters and stuff as well. So they painted that on. Well, there's so there's scenes that I know were like matte ones. So mm-hmm. this one, for example, I knew was a matte scene. You yeah. know, with like the ships. The one in the hangar when the Emperor comes down oh, in the Return okay. of the Jedi. Yeah. All the backdrop is all the all those troopers are all paint. Oh wow. <laughs> They're not real. Um. And to be honest, it's so good because you genuinely you don't notice you don't it. notice. But then there is sometimes when you do, 
Um, and I've only noticed it. it was on the mistakes. We didn't talk about it, but on oh. a video of the mistakes, uh, when Vader lands on Endor mm. and he walks off his shuttle, mm-hmm. um, his top of his head goes through the um, the like the sort of the bottom bit of yeah. his ship, so his head sort of goes through it because uh-huh. he's too tall. Um, <laughs> It's one of those, it's very tiny, it's not like, oh my god, it's like, you see him like walk through the ship, but it's like, it's quite funny a little bit, because you're like, oh, hang on a minute, that's mm. not right, but yeah, so, that's quite an interesting thing, yeah. in my opinion, you know, looking at, the, looking at the, how good the painting is, yeah, and how many scenes that they've made, you know, <laughs> like, look at the detail on that, yeah. Like, it's so good, it literally looks like it's straight out of... Mm. Like, the guy has taken a photo yeah. of the hangar with the Millennium Falcon and the ships in it. Mm-hmm. And crazy. he's colour matched it and everything. Perfect. So cool. Um, and then one more thing, another Padme. It was a Padme one. Mm-hmm. Padme's Queen Amidala look mm-hmm. was based off a Mongolian noblewoman. Oh. If you actually look, they have the same sort of, like, hair... And that, which I, I feel like good. I've seen a picture of that before, but yeah, I didn't quite know what it was from. Um, also, another thing I've just thought of as well um, the Death Star they were originally gonna have it like a silver uh, metallic, mm, yes. but they they eventually did it the sort of matte grey, dark grey, wouldn't it? Like because gray, they, yeah. they said like making things look like they're massive when they're not. They said it's a very hard thing to do when something's shiny, so they've done it matte, so it looks more realistic in the environment and everything. Yeah, and to be honest, that's how the Death Star would look. It wouldn't yeah. be a chrome. No. Look, I think the darker grey. Same kind of materials the ships, I think. Yeah, you know, it again, like you said, it makes them more realistic, mm. more it makes you feel like you know. Yeah. Also, another thing I've just sort of. Um, a lot of like the older um, space kind of programs and stuff, you know, like Space 1999, Blake 7, like all the older stuff that sort of influenced um, George Lucas, all the kind of futuristic shots are very clean and it's very like neat, there's no mess, it doesn't look like it's lived in kind of environments but George Lucas really wanted to do something different with Star Wars and wanted things to be sort of patina like look like they're old and used like bits of rust here and there like the cantina for example there's like bottles and sort of clutter um like it looks like a a lived in world yeah it's not a shiny cold no. Sort of clean. I think like all the imperial stuff that is quite neat with regards to like the uniforms being ironed and it being very like all grey kind of. Um, I can't think of the word, but just very monochromatic, you know. And mm-hmm. then, but then you've got sort of the opposite with like the garbage chute and stuff where everything's very dirty and there's areas of the ships and Death Star and that that's not so clean. So. Probably like the corridors, you know, like in the um, prison 
prison mm. wing you know it's like quite dark and black and yeah you know it just makes it a lot more realistic and yeah I think, definitely i think that's very cool so yeah yeah very good we hope you've enjoyed making of star wars yeah. uh we have troopers of the week yes um we and we've also got meme of the week should we do meme of the week to start with yes okay I haven't actually seen this meme. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not really. I'll be honest. I'm. I'm gonna put it out there. It's not like one of those. that's like ha 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 ha. But mm -hmm. I quite like it. Okay. Oh, sorry. There's a. We have another photo oh, here. Of <laughs> this the is guy. not a meme. <laughs> no, this isn't a meme. This is a guy. Like, look how detailed wow. he is making. Like, I mean, I'm a painter, and that would take me hours to do. Yeah. And you know, you cannot make a mistake. Because you're using like really tiny brushes to paint on all these tiny little. Like, look how, even how zoomed in I am, you can clearly see how like that looks 3D. Yeah. Like, it's so clever. That's done. very cool. So, yeah. Very cool picture. And so, here is the meme of the week. Sam Whitworth, Ray Park. This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. <laughs> This is getting out of hand because oh, <laughs> okay. Because Ray Park, obviously, we all know him as like the uh, the OG Darth Maul. But then there was someone else that did his voice as well. So <laughs> really, it is getting out of hand because really, there should be three of them. Um, and then Sam Witwer, obviously, we know him from the Clone Wars. He did an amazing job with Maul, and he also voiced him in the Rebels series, and I believe in Solo as well. Yeah, even I think he Solo was, in was the... played by Ray Park. Yeah, I think he was in the like, I think the cameo mm -hmm. was these two. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Sam Witwer is very cool. He's done a lot for Star Wars with regards to Star Killer and. But he's, but he's a fan. Yeah, it's like Dave Filoni, like you you're having these star wars fans that grew up watching it and they're now making star wars like it's very cool yeah. but yeah but a bit. i thought that was quite funny yeah. we love darth maul and yeah, um, yeah. Oh, speaking it's of funny that... because that bottom this is getting hand to hand now there are two of them it's funny because in that scene it does include more <laughs> true True, no, I that's quite funny. <laughs> you imagine if Palpatine's like, this is my apprentice, Darth Maul, and then two of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then Sam Witwer and Ray Park. It's quite good. Uh, good. Speaking of Maul, actually, mm -hmm. um, you know, last episode we mentioned that there was Fives and Darth Malik. Uh, yeah. As the two basically confirmed mm -hmm. uh, 25th anniversary figures. Yeah. Maul from Rebels is heavily rumoured to be one of the other figures. Now, apparently there is going to be a couple of figures, like five. Mm -hmm. But apparently Rebels Maul mm -hmm. is going to be one of them. So that's quite cool. Oh, I think there was um, there was a Funko of Darth Maul that's just got oh, released as well. Yes. We missed this from the beginning of this episode, but... There is a is it Clone Wars Maul when he first gets his like robotic legs and they're a yeah. bit like crawl like. Um so there there's gonna be a Funko of him coming out. I'm not sure when. 
but we've I think it might already seen... be because I've seen people have it. So, we've but it's like the New York Comic Con exclusive, so people probably. Ah, uh, okay. So it would have been released probably last week then. Because I think it's Comic Con this weekend. I think. Yeah. I think it's the New York one this year. Yeah. Which is quite cool. Very cool. Uh, trip of the week. Oh yeah. So. I'll do mine first. So this week mine is going to Oval Winter Two One Four. Uh, they did a little stop motion with Lego and using the sort of AI voices uh, get basically it's Anakin asking Palpatine uh, to do one of those special orders so then he gets uh, Ahsoka to contact Rex and execute order 99 oh. <laughs> which is the Grand Army of the Republic all engage in a massive game of Twister. I just think it's quite okay. clever, the little stop motion and the little things and very creative. So my trooper of the week is someone that I discovered the other day on Instagram. Um, he's made a night trooper cosplay oh. and he's even got the glowing eyes. So I'll show you. Oh, hang on. Get rid of oh. that one. <laughs> Da, 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 da. That's so cool. It's very cool, and he's done the gold leaf on the on like the cracks and stuff. Ooh. But I just love the glowing eyes and everything. It's very zombie, you know, night trooper. And we've not obviously had these episodes out long, and these people are already completing these cosplays. One thing I would say about his cosplay, though, like it's incredible. But it's basically just the helmet. When you look at the rest of his Stormtrooper outfit, it's like fine. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's like completely finished it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he hasn't got the cracks in the in the like chest plate. Oh, I think he's he's finished it. Okay, because okay, yeah, now there is what I, this one's he's better. Got the like Knight Brother sort of red like tape. There you go wrappings and the cracks and yeah so that's yeah different class yeah so i thought that was very cool being that the episode hasn't been out long and he's completed this costume yeah and should we get a funko now yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so he's called slushiest underscore mando on instagram um i think he's got some other star wars cosplays like a din Djarin and boba fett um but yeah i've just seen the um the Stormtrooper one, the Night Trooper, sorry, and I thought that was really cool. Very good cool. cosplay. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it for this week. We hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, again, not sure on what's happening because of personal circumstances, but we will be definitely next week on Sunday. We will let you know when yeah. we're doing it. All right, but yeah, from me, guys. We hope you've uh, had a good day, and we will see you soon. Yes. May the force be with you.